Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Beat. My name is Dumi Jere, coming to you from Joburg in South Africa. And as usual, my partner in crime and co-host, Maggie Omutesi, coming to us from Nairobi in Kenya. Maggie, what's happening in Kenya? Actually, Dumi, I'm in Dakar in Senegal. Ah, I you keep forgetting. Nairobi I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I have to say Dakar is fantastic. Um, I mean, we lost the world um Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah between, the, so it's been an emotional week, but we move. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I mean the team was missing Sadio Mane, but uh, hey, hopefully he'll be back for uh, for the Africa Cup of Nations next year. I hope so. Um, yeah, and well, speaking of uh, what's been happening this weekend, possibly past week in South Africa. The big news, the big news is around our president. (laughs) (laughs) Lots is happening there. Um, And in case you have not been following uh, the news, folks, uh, South Africa's president, Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, well, president Cyril Ramaphosa is is launching, let's call it a fight back, because, you know, there were allegations uh, that he stashed a huge sum of foreign money, foreign currency, US dollars, in a sofa on his game farm and then when that money was stolen he covered up the theft and so that has left him very 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 politically wounded and his party is currently let's 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 call it what it is divided currently um obviously some want him to go some are backing him um at the same time he has instructed his lawyers oh actually i think he filed the papers uh, to annul the damning findings against him. This this is a, a big test for his uh, political career uh, ever since he came to power. Uh, this is like the biggest scandal that has rocked his presidency. Now it's a tricky situation where many people feel like maybe he should resign. Some are saying he should not resign. Uh, I am of the view... And this may actually be very controversial, but hey, let's go with it. Uh, I'm of the view that if 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 it was me, well, you have not charged me. I don't have a charge against my name. Therefore, why should I resign? I mean, at this rate, then everybody with allegations might just as well go on and make allegations, and therefore we must resign based on allegations. Ibo. Uh, I think I must wait. I, well, personally, I would wait. I would fight it if I have to fight it. And I would wait to be charged. Once you charge me, yeah, sure. Then um, according to the uh, structures of the ruling party, then you have to step down. Mm-hmm. But till then, no, don't step down. It's, it's, it's going to look like an admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is my take. What's your take, Maggie? I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, such um, a critical situation, obviously, uh, for the ANC, especially for Ramaphosa himself, considering I think they have elections in the next one week uh, for the ANC party. Yeah, for the party, yeah. That determines who stays on to continue, you know, the president, mm-hmm. the coming elections and so. Yep. And, yep. Uh, you know, uh, there's been a lot of 
con- contradiction around how much money was it even was even in the first place. I think I read somewhere somebody saying it could have even been more, and mm-hmm. it, it just feels like there is no concrete information, like you've mentioned. He hasn't been charged and found guilty. But obviously, for a country like South Africa that is demonstrating this democracy, like how we see the Zuma case was handled, it becomes Mm -hmm. a very challenging time for him to even continue at this Mm -hmm. point. But Mm -hmm. for me, I want to look at it in um, a different perspective. Uh, I think there's been a lot of warnings um, around the sustainability of... uh, a lot of things happening in, in South Africa and how this is really affecting not just um, everyday life, but also the business environment. At the end of the day, um, I mean, it's not, obviously things like this do have an impact on the economy. However, it's not the only thing that, you know, people look at when they mm. want to decide uh, whether to invest and then by extension uh, boost the country's GDP, which in turn makes it, number one or number two or number three in Africa and so forth. So uh, the truth is, uh, the good thing about South Africa is that um, some of these, um, uh, let's call them institutions, uh, they still work. Mm. Um, So their parliament still works. It holds people accountable. And if you've done something that's not uh, right, uh, they will take you to task. Uh, the judiciary still works. Um, they still do to the utmost of their abilities uh, uphold the rule of law uh, in line with the constitution. Mm-hmm. So those are things that, you know, uh, at the end of the day, inspire some sort of uh, investor confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny, we talk about this. I was speaking to some friends and we're talking obviously about this uh, this topic. And someone was like, you know, if it was in, well, I won't mention the name of the country, but anyway, <laughs> but this guy obviously he comes from there, so he's like, if it was in my country, ah, how do you resign over uh, just five hundred thousand US dollars only, or five hundred thousand only? Ah, in my country, we steal millions and millions of US dollars, and life just goes on, and people are just like, ah, okay, so what do you want us to do? <laughs> It's because in those particular countries, the institutions don't quite work. They don't hold people accountable anymore. But yeah, go on. Let me ask you. I think I really want to understand this story really deeper. So this money Mm. was stolen at his farm. Mm. But isn't the president allowed to have his money? Is, Is that money considered corrupt or like he could have his money? He's a president. I mean, he's been a businessman before being president. Uh, are there yeah. allegations that he's a corrupt person? Like, I really want to understand this story deeper. Okay, so look, the um, the the crux of the allegations is essentially that uh, it's obviously corruption, uh, money out. I mean, money that was gotten out of corrupt activities, uh, also money laundering, mm. um, and I can't remember what the third allegation is. Mm-hmm. But you see, here's I mean, here's where it all comes from, Maggie. If you coming from Dakar and you're coming to South Africa and you've got uh, some US dollars, if they are more than a certain amount, I can't remember what it, what amount it is. Uh, let's say if I, th- I think, I think, I think it's 10,000 US dollars. You have to declare. You have to declare. Mm. All right. 
And then uh, because this is uh, 580,000 uh, US dollars, one, how did it come in the country? Um, how was it declared by anyone? And even if it was then declared, so even if you have, uh, say, 10,000 or 20,000 US dollars, Mm. You can't keep. You can't keep it. You have to declare it to the uh, what do you call this to the reserve bank uh, within a period of thirty days. Now that didn't happen. Also, I think there's a, a, a part of the law in South Africa that says if uh, you lose uh, money that is more than one hundred thousand as a result of theft, mm. um, you have to report it to the cops. And he to didn't say, do. so he didn't do all of those things. Yet this is the same person who would have taken an sworn, uh, taken an oath of office to say, "I promise to respect the laws of the country and uphold the constitution." And 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 and. So that's where the issue is coming to say how. Okay, mm-hmm. you 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 you've got money that's stashed in your in your in your house, mm-hmm. and then this money is stolen, and then you don't report it. Instead, you cover it up. Um, so now it then becomes a lot of questions. How did the money come in? Who was the person that came in with the money? Uh, what was the money for? Oh, it was for buffaloes. Okay. So did the buffalo, were the buffaloes delivered? No, the buffaloes were not delivered. They're still at the farm. So, okay. Then what is going on now with, 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 uh, with the money now? So that's where, you know, all the, the, the issues around, uh, the whole everything, I mean, the the, the whole case uh, begins to affect everything that President Ramaphosa has 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 has, has stood for. Because remember, this is the person who came into power uh, on the ticket of fighting corruption. Yeah, because and, his predecessor was found guilty exactly. of corruption cases. Yeah, I see exactly. So that's where it comes in. And to his credit, uh, President Ramaphosa has. Uh, really been fighting uh, corruption. Uh, companies like uh, German um, uh, German engineering company ABB, they've had to pay back uh, 2.5 billion that they had paid in kickbacks and so forth and so forth. McKinsey, uh, Bain and Co. All of those guys have had to pay pay back money uh, mm-hmm. for some of the you know the the deals that were not um, uh, well. That did not go correctly. Oh. So um, it's now just a question of people asking, like, how? You're talking about uh, fighting corruption, yet uh, your house is not so squeaky clean. What is the issue here? Can you please tell us what the real story is? Oh. That's, what's, that's what's really the big story is about, the big hoo-ha. Hmm. That's 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 quite interesting, Dumian. I think for me it answers a lot of quest, um, questions I had because, um, like I said, uh, like many people listening, I would have loved to get an insider perspective on what's really happening with Ramaphosa. Obviously, when you hear all of this, it's just like, is it corruption? It seems to have been fighting corruption. What happened or what went wrong? Mm-hmm. But. Um, uh, do you see any, for me, my only worry is uh, he, if he steps down now, hmm. then, then what? Look, I think, um, well, politically, if fact, he steps in. 
just to add, uh, I think I mm. saw a warning from the South African American Church, which said that if Amaphosa resigns, the country would be in danger of falling into anarchy. I don't know how this could be, but I've been mm. reading a lot of, uh, obviously, articles. Um, but yeah. to some extent, it just feels like if he's found guilty, then obviously he has to step down. But oh, if there's course. no evidence and he hasn't really been convicted, then mm. he, he, he can't resign unless there is that conviction. But again, he is the sitting president. It's just like repeating the same things that happened during the Zuma uh, presidency. Well, it, maybe the only difference is in Zuma, it was taxpayers' money. This time, yes. it's just the guy's, the guy's millions. Money. And he's been known to be one of the richest in uh, businessmen in South Africa, if, you, if I'm right, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. he came into the presidency with a lot of money, which might raise a lot of questions where he got it from, but he's been a businessman. So there are a lot of questions like, you know, what next? What awaits South Africa as um, this kind of uh, confusion and uh, chaos goes on? And obviously, you have a country that needs a lot of stability economically um, at, at these critical moments. So now you have a president, a president who is being forced to resign what are we looking hmm. at well i mean so obviously politically first when we look at it politically um his departure is going to leave the ruling party very fragmented and to a point where um, uh, many analysts are saying uh by i mean by the time elections local government elections happen in 2024 the party may actually only get around 30 percent of uh, the voting uh of the votes let's put it that way um so politically that's that's you know that's what analysts are saying economically what this is doing is it it uh, just creates um uh, let's call it anxiety um within the different uh, economical players countries that do business with uh, South Africa or businessmen interested, I mean, or investors, let's put it that way, investors that invest in South Africa or that want to invest in South Africa, because then everybody plays a let's wait and see game. Um, so because obviously no one knows then like, okay, so who's going to come next? Mm. And whoever is coming next, are mm. they going to continue the agenda that Ramaphosa had set or are they going to come in with their own agenda? And so th- all of that then affects business confidence. Yeah, and I, and I think that's one of the biggest uh, problems in Africa uh, to add on that and move away from South Africa. It's just that mm. um, we have uh, visions set by leaders and when they leave power, we go back to the drawing board and restart again. So it's like, okay, um, the president had a certain way he wanted to do things. And I'm seeing it in Kenya mm. and, and in other countries, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. you have a president who stays, for example, for 15 years, works mm. on certain projects and is pushing mm. towards a certain agenda. And yeah. when he leaves power, you have a new president who now does something completely new. So whatever that mm. you you had done, the other president had done for 15 years is stopped or is it stopped yep. then you have to rethink again and do another 20 years mm-hmm. and then he leaves power and another one comes in and then he has a different agenda and then he does maybe another 30 years <laughs> it's 
like a hundred years of wasted development. I'm being honest with you. I think mm. I, I had this chat with you on one of the episodes we had. Big projects mm. do not take 10 years. When you talk infrastructure, energy, these are projects that take 50 years, 40 years. Development yeah. that does not happen overnight. I think when we think development or anything Africa, there's something we need to really consider and that's sustainability for me. We haven't really got that. No, look, um, I, 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 I definitely agree. Um, to an extent, that's why sometimes people say democracy does not always <laughs> does not always work. Yeah. Because um, then, you know, not that... <laughs> We're praising those that have been in power for long, but you look at countries where, uh, like China, for example, we've never heard people say <laughs> they're going for elections in China. Uh, it's just been the vision of one man, and he's just been resolute with the vision of developing the country and making it, you know, a big challenger to the U.S. Um, in Africa, if we were to look at, uh, say, Rwanda, uh, their president has been in power for quite some time. And through his relentless vision, uh, he has been able to see many projects through, many visions through. Um, of course, that may not necessarily be the case in, uh, say, uh, what's the other country where the president uh, has been in power for like 40 years or so and you actually won seven more years? That is that uh, Guinea Bissau? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was one of the guineas. I didn't know which one <laughs> or any of those ones. So yeah, when you then look at some of those ones, you're like, how? But these guys have been in power, but nothing has changed. It's because, well, they're actually focusing more on enriching themselves mm. as opposed to developing their countries. But uh, yeah, Maggie, we're going to have to leave it here for this week. Uh, thank you so much uh, for making time. Uh, so that we could have this chat and to you folks thank you for listening in and please we do welcome your uh, your feedback uh, please reach out to us on any of our social media platforms we are we are everywhere really facebook twitter instagram linkedin tiktok youtube everywhere you name it we are there so please do reach out to us and provide us feedback um on 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 uh what you like about the show or things that you feel we could um, uh, improve on. Uh, from myself in uh, Johannesburg and uh, Maggie in Dakar, <laughs> not Nairobi. <laughs> um, this has been a lovely episode of the Weekly Beat brought to you by Mansar, your market entry into Africa through stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.